You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing the Godfather at chabacasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Broken records. The albums you wouldn't shut up about. Broken records. The music our guests can't live without. Like Judy, Barbara, Liza, Bette, Betty, Audra, Bernadette. We broadcast this podcast with hopes that someday we might get Patty LaPone. Broken record, broken record, broken record, broken record, broken record. And I got that. <laughs> Just in case. Great. Good for you. Deleted nice. scenes. Yeah. What do they call it? Bloops. Welcome to Ben Rimmelauer's Broken Records on Broadway World, Broadway Podcast Network, and Broadway On Demand. I'm Ben Rimmelauer, and I'm here with my lovely co-host, Daniel Nolan. Hey, y'all. Today, we are happy to welcome our very special guest, Mr. Cole Escola. Hello. Yay. Good morning. Good morning. Cole is our first time, second time guest. That's right. Wow. Our first return guest. Our first, thank you. Did I say that in English? Um, We just couldn't resist having Cole, Mm -hmm. and we made him an offer he couldn't refuse. (laughs) Uh, Because, uh, well, we decided to honor the fans, because we had our vote a few weeks ago, a couple months ago now, maybe, where we were choosing for our first corn stream of a diva concert between, I don't know, I'm looking at the mic instead of uh, looking at Daniel. Um, Right next to me, what a treat. Yeah. Um, we uh, gave our fans the the vote between the Diva concerts, which were uh, Liza in New Orleans right. and Ben Miller Diva Las Vegas and Bernadette Peters, Sondheim, etc., or as the video is known, live at the Royal Festival Hall. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the fans did vote for Liza, mostly thanks to Burnside Cooch. <laughs> yes, aka oh. Karen Wilson, Just aka like, aka Karen Wilson. Yeah, yeah, really getting out the vote for Liza. Really, really, really. I mean, if Bernie Sanders had had like you know Burnside on his side, we'd be in a very different presidential. <laughs> it's funny because, but Bernie was the Bernie of our race as well because yes, she, she was. was a close. Second. <laughs> she was a close second, and Bet was not. And you know, uh, <laughs> Bet was the mayor. Pete. Dan, 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 <laughs> well, better that than who she really was. But, but we're not going there yet again. But um, you know, uh, Daniel, Daniel, and I have both just had, had such a hard on for Bet for the last mm. like year or so, mm. um, even despite 
I mean, it is a little odd how we, like, fucking hate Barbara Streisand for supporting, like, Mike Bloomberg. But with Bette Midler, we're like, well, she's another generation. You have to understand that. You know, we give her a free pass. Free pass. So we were going to just sort of, like, um, you know, Trump-style, just, like, fudge the results and have our yeah. next one be yeah. Bette. Big but news. then we heard that Bernadette's um, Bloodly Books, because probably Kato's concert was going to be streaming for the first time, available for the first time ever broadcast, actually. Yeah. And so we decided to jump on that bandwagon of the sure to be just you know tsunami of attention that's going to be foisted on Bernadette these next weeks. So uh, we want to do our favorite Bernadette yeah. concert, the ones that fan, the one the fans voted for. And how, how, how could, could we, we do possibly it? Possibly do it without Colossal. Wow, America's America's sweetheart. premier Bernadette impersonator. Stop. Yes, indeed. And I've said it on the pod many times that. Uh, the impressions that I do decently are ones which I've stolen, mm-hmm. and without any question, my Bernadette is a cheap, you know, summer stop bus. It's the bus and truck Close of your up. Bernadette. Oh, well, you know, I could cry. Yeah, <laughs> so could cry. she? <laughs> That's um, all she could so do. So I let's. Why don't do. we just dive into it? That's you know, and, and you know, we when we set, had the idea of asking you to come back and talk about this with us, we remembered that actually when we had you on for a non-quarantine mm-hmm. proper broken records episode, and we talked yes. about Judy Garland at Carnegie Hall, one of our. It was our second episode ever. Yes, um, that's right. And we recorded it uh, about a year ago. Well, yeah. about a year ago. Uh, a little more, it was like, you know, in June. But anyway, uh, you had mentioned, though, that another album that had been a broken record for yeah. you had been yes. the... Bernadette's. Yeah, yeah. This, this live recording. Yeah. Which you said your boyfriend at the time introduced you to, is yeah. that right? Yeah. He gave this gift to you, and it was truly a gift to the world, because the rest is history, you know? The rest is history. The rest is history. And now it's in my DNA. And now you've paid it forward, because you have introduced it to your boyfriend. Yeah. I've never seen it. I believe you watched it together. Yeah, yeah. Watched it with my boyfriend, who, um... No, wait, he had seen it. Oh, well, yeah, of course. Yeah. You wouldn't date yeah. someone like no, that. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was your first date. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember. Yeah. Well, I have to say that, you know, uh, the album has been in my rotation very much over the years. I remember the first time I heard it was um, in college. It was the summer of 90... Well, I think it actually was summer 97. No, I think it was summer 96. And I was, like, really, like, low budge that summer because I had, like, spent my tuition money on like mm. like drugs and CDs and stuff so my parents made me drop out of a production of working and ironically get a job mm-hmm. and so uh, I had like n- and they all the paychecks went to them and they gave me like a tiny allowance for like you know pasta and like BART fare to get to work and um Anyway, my friend Kristen Beer, hi Kristen, came to visit um, and had that Bernadette CD, and I begged her to give it to me, and she wouldn't. But I remember listening to that some people the first time and just being like, yeah. dying for it. Yes. And okay. it was really a new level of my Bernadette love. Yeah. You know, and probably the peak. And and to the anyway, so I played the album many times over the years, and of course I had watched the video, but I don't think I'd seen the video in at least ten years. And I have to say, I enjoyed it. I knew I was going to love it because I always loved it and I love the album and I yeah. consider it Pete Bernadette and all that jazz. But as opposed to her, all that jazz, which I do not consider <laughs> Pete Bernadette. But I loved it even, I enjoyed it. I was in a pissy mood when it went on last night and from the second she came out, mm. just like, you know. Tits. Tits yeah, and nice. just hair. You know, it reminds me of like, I think it was Frank Rich's review of Song and Dance where he said, like, as an actress, singer, and all around warming presence, she mm. currently has no peer on the Broadway stage. Wow. You know, and as, as a Luponista myself, I've never been thrilled with that declaration, although at least it was in 86 before anything goes and really before Patty had fully reached full <laughs> ripeness. Disclaimer. But <clears throat> nonetheless, 
I love. I think about the term warming presence when she came on yes, uh, in the opening that. because I just lost all my cares. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I really did. She just, you know, and it's like we can make fun of it and everything, you know, of like Louis and Lay the Honey Man. You know, every time it rains, it rains pennies and throwing those. What are they like? You know, mylar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, circles. That, you know, as throwing on them out of the audience. But it was like I was being bathed yeah. in the like cum spray of her mylar coins. Yeah. you know, just yeah. so like the grateful. Bernadette Bottom that I really truly yeah. am. Yeah. And also, I also right. want to say that, you know, I think sometimes when you see her do some of the same shit she's been doing for decades, mm-hmm. as all of our divas, and we wouldn't have it any other way, there's a sense of them becoming a character. But her in particular, like, her in, in terms of material. Well, yeah, because really it doesn't help frozen. when you do the same yeah, material. Yeah, yeah. Patty can do the exact same vocal intonation she did on banter from 25 years ago, but it's new words. Yeah. And if you can decipher them, it's new. But um, but the Bernadette thing, it was just nice to realize, oh no, like, this yeah. really yeah. was fresh. And, um... Well, it's interesting to think about, I think you said this earlier, Cole, like, 90s was... Bernadette's decade. That was her decade. It really sure. was. I mean, even though she started back in the day and she had the Hollywood time, yeah. you know, and yeah. she could have maybe been a movie star. Like, she really did peak in the 90s. I mean, what yeah. would you guys say? Like, because I think some fans would say if you said that, okay, but she won her first Tony for Song and Dance. The 80s is when she the did 80s? Sunday in the Park with George and Into the Woods. And The Jerk, maybe? Too? Well, that was did the 70s. No, but she did do a bunch of movies yeah, in the 80s. Yeah, yeah. So... Including Annie. But, like, I just feel, like, artistically and, like, brand-wise, personally, like, the Bernadette brand was born. Well, and in that concert, watching her, she's just so, like, comfy up there, you know? And so grounded and just, like, so confident and... Horny. Horny. Yes, Yes. exactly. I wrote down, it's like, it's almost radical how, like, sexual she allows herself to be. Yeah, she's, like, humping her own leg at one point on top of the piano. I was like, wow, she's really committing. And it's like, and it doesn't come off as, like, a bit, you know? It comes off as, like, so I couldn't believe, I never think of her, I don't think of her as being, well, whatever. But I wouldn't necessarily put her at the top of my list of the word spontaneous. Yeah. But I was watching her last night thinking... This, there's something really spontaneous. Yeah, it didn't you know? seem like yeah she was like doing a bit or like rehe- it had been like planned. Yeah, she was just like really just feeling the room and feeling herself and everything. And I also felt like nobody else could get away with this shit. Yeah. That opening oh, yeah. number of uh, you know uh, forty seconds. Uh, what do you call it? We're in the money. Yeah, yeah. and pennies from heaven. Mm-hmm. Just, even just start with that. The yeah. fact that that was her opening number. You know. Nobody else could get away with that. Right. And, and then even Broadway Baby, I mean, she'd been, you know, she'd done it for years, she'd been doing it on Carson, it goes back to her singing that in the 70s, and mm-hmm. she recorded it and all that. But she's not even starting at that crazy tempo, and the baby voice, and the back phrasing, and the insane, <laughs> what is it, melismas, and riffs, and shit, just for, yeah. you know, Broadway Baby. Yeah. For why? It's, but it's Because perfect. she's bored. Mm. Mm. Right? She's yeah, like, but keeping herself not bored. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I feel like she's good at that. Mm-hmm. I mean, all those little riffs and, like, squeaks and, mm-hmm. like, swoops and that thing she does where she goes, I don't know if it's an octave or not, but where she goes low to set up. She almost bottoms out at the beginning yeah, of the note yeah, to yeah, set yeah, up yeah. the placement of, like, really ringing forward tones for the rest mm-hmm. of the note. 
Are those all, like, did she do it the same way at Soundcheck and in rehearsal with the musical director the week before? Or does she sort of just wing it with that Yeah. I think she just wings it. It feels like that. And it, she's in such good voice as well in this whole concert. And, like, she know. And even when I saw her a few months ago at the Jerry Herman Memorial and she closed the show with Time Heals Everything... Even though her voice has changed so much and it's not in as good shape, she still knows exactly where to place mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. to where it it's never flat. It's always right in the pocket. And uh, in this concert that we watched, it's breathtaking and flawless. Oh, yeah, yeah. She has that in common, and hear me out, uh-huh. <laughs> with Liza. Now, yeah, Liza has been right. so busted for so long and just trying to go so far with so little yeah. that she's always flat and never yeah. in the pocket. And yeah. so it seems like an absurd comparison. <laughs> but I think similarly, they both have like a tried and true in the blood, lifelong understanding of show business and yeah. that kind of stage concert audience pleasing performance mm-hmm. that they yeah. just know how to like get the farthest on what they yeah. got. Yeah, so true. Yeah. Um, well, uh, that, that this is just so stupid, but I just couldn't help but wonder when she does the banter that we all know by heart and have done a million times in our own you yes. know, shower sets mm-hmm. of like little show that I was in called Into the Woods, um, uh, but I didn't sing this song in the show. <laughs> in the show, and I just for some reason I thought, can you imagine how different that line would be if Patty was like. But I didn't sing that, this song. You know, so oh, it would yeah. be, like, bitter. bitter. Bernadette was not begrudging Kim Crosby. No, she was, like, her. making fun of herself, whereas yes. Patty would yes. be, like, they didn't let me. Those yeah. motherfuckers didn't <laughs> let me. And it was their loss, and I'll show you why. <laughs> yeah. Although then I did start spinning, like, because, like, in the second act, when, like, she does, like, um, uh, uh, fuck me, um, Joanna? I don't know. I was just I was just imagining like weird versions of like if she kept that patter going for introducing like hello little girl and like oh, you, no. know, <laughs> you know you know like, but I didn't wear that costume with the penis <laughs> in the show. <laughs> um, but I did have sex with his wife. <laughs> Sapphic. It's very sapphic. Yeah. The whole yeah. concert. That, I never yeah, realized yeah. that for all those man yeah. songs she sings. Yeah. Like Maybe the exception of later, where she's, like, seducing the um, cello player. Mm -hmm. Uh, Although, maybe not. Yeah. But certainly, like, Hello, Little Girl and Joanna. Mm -hmm. I was like, this is not, like, from Joanna's perspective. Yeah. This is, like, there's a hot chick named Joanna, and she wants to free her from (laughs) the closet. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Her husband. Her husband. Um, So, yeah, Broadway Baby, and then... You know, it's we talk about this moment. We talked about it with Scott Whitman. It's like the um, and yet moment. Yes. Oh yes. So going from like Broadway baby, even so, even but so, still. but still, but still, that's but, still. Yeah. but still, but still, but still. Um, into no one is alone. Mm. It's like, and um, I think you said like uh, when going into that moment, you're like, get there, get there, all right. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So it's yeah. like yeah. she goes from like this. And it's and then it's like da da da, and then it transitions into no one is alone. Yeah. and she just completely like yeah. she doesn't feel self conscious about it yeah. at all. Yeah. She doesn't. Well, care. and she's earned it. I mean, that's yeah. the other showbiz know how thing that she opened with that insane medley and mm-hmm. walking through the mm-hmm. audience. I mean, she might as well have passed out. Con- she might as well have been condoms. Condoms. cotton candy. <laughs> I was going to say cotton candy, but whatever. But um, you know, and then Broadway Baby. That even though it starts. <laughs> You know, yeah. by the end, I mean, yeah. she gives you yeah. um, 
full yeah. belt that, like, I think maybe some of the Gen Z fans of Bernadette would be surprised she can even give you just like a show. I mean, it's like yeah. the plummeting vibrato. I mean, mm-hmm. Patty could do it no bigger, no better. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so she has the right to then do No One Is Alone, but much slower. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but it's like, as the, as watching it, I'm just like, you know, like uh, Andrea Burns said, she's like a good hands performer. Like, yeah. you know you're in good hands yes. and she's like driving the <laughs> car. Hands. Get your mind out of the condo. <laughs> Andrea Burns is unquestionably heterosexual. <laughs> yes. But it's like, you know, Bernadette's driving that car and you're just like along for the ride and yeah. you, know, you feel safe. And sometimes it's a really boring ride. Sometimes, yeah. And sometimes. you're like, why didn't we, we just took... We just circled the block, and now you're <laughs> dropping me off. So here's my confession about that. Yeah. Is that I, 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 I don't think I've said this to you, but I've been talking about it, how the Sondheim Take Me to the World 90th Birthday Broadway.com live stream. Mm-hmm. Um, I, uh, hands down, what do you say, boots mama? Boots the house down mama. <laughs> I, without any even near second, my, for me that night was all about Bernadette's No Ends Alone. Mm-hmm. And Close the show. I, you know, it... I felt, still to this day, no one has said to me, Benji, these are very difficult times, but I love you, and you're one of God's creatures in the universe. You know, the way that Bernadette made me feel that way, <laughs> watching that live stream that night, you know? Yeah. It wasn't just the CBD. Yeah. <laughs> and so last night, when I was watching this, and she goes, so, and the lights change, and, you know, yeah. and I was like, I literally went, <sighs> I like, had like a Buddha yoga breath, and I was like, Calgon, take me away, you yeah, know? Yeah. And at first, that voice came out, and I said, fuck me. That is beautiful. Yeah. That is, has anyone ever sounded more creamy beautiful? When Bernadette is in that placement in her head voice and her upper mix, you're not like, oh good, a soprano song. Right. You're like, right. you're like, I'm ready daddy, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. And I was just like, fuck all the sopranos. Fuck them. I only ever want Bernadette. If you change the key, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. I want Bernadette to be fire Sutton Foster. Put Bernadette with Hugh Jackman in the music man. You know? Yes, 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 yes. And then, but then, as you guys just said, when she got into the song, at a certain point, my mind just started wandering. Yeah. And I was like, you know, the funny thing about when she does No One Is Alone. her mind probably wandered at the exact <laughs> yeah, yeah, same time yeah, yeah. that yours did. I mean, it's just like, I started to think like, I feel like I want the lyrics in front of me so I can be like, okay, this is the beginning and this is the middle and this is the end. Yeah. Because I don't think she takes it anywhere. And then I started paying attention again and I was like, well, she's actually doing really impressive, like really different like things that have built vocally and musically. You really can't fault this. I mean, mm-hmm. if you wrote this out as a chart of how to do No One Is Alone, mm-hmm. Judy Garland or Mabel Mercer themselves couldn't sit there and like do a better structure for it. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. But still, but still, still. <laughs> I was bored. <laughs> and then, wait, wait, what's was next? Faithless Love? No, no then no. is uh, sooner or later. Oh well, I mean, this is when she gets on the piano. Her yeah. tits about to. Spell. I mean, she knew that last one was boring, and now she's yeah. using everything her maker gave her. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. still, but I still. mean, the dick thing. You yeah. know, I mean, so the detective. Now, so the way I remembered it, which might just be my dirty mind, was about a detective. Named Dick. Yeah, that's. But last night watching the video, she definitely said, 
named Dick. She named Dick. Dick Tracy. Well, no, no, no. She does that. But both. She, yeah, she does both. I, I don't know. I just felt like, God, she really just gives you everything straight fucking on the nose. <laughs> I mean, God forbid anything should be left to, like, you know, just uh-huh. like, okay, everyone over six can follow the story. <laughs> like, it's just, you know, she wants, like, those, like, young Annie fans. She wants to make sure your dad's having a good time, too. And That's he right. was. <laughs> I mean, sure I remember was. so well my best friend, Deborah, like, when we were in high school... Like, and we were, like, in a deep Sondheim dive, hand-in-hand, every night till four in the morning in her room, the videos, you know, and the CDs and the whole shebang. Mm -hmm. Her dad and her mom and her family would, like, come in and, you know, bring us snacks and talk to her. Yes, yes, yes. He, I think I've seen her dad hard at least (laughs) four or five times, you know. And, you know, I... Uh, my dad was from Argentina, so he yeah. didn't know from Bernadette, and my other dad was gay, so you know he knew her very well, but he wasn't hard. <laughs> but um, anyway, um, but the performance, I mean, and uh, our friend Dan Fortune uh, will be thrilled to hear this, but I apologize to everyone else, especially Karen Ziemba, but I wrote in my notes, the night Karen Ziemba died. <laughs> <laughs> because Karen Ziemba had been my I mean I'm a huge Madonna fan but I don't give a fuck about her in Dick yeah, Tracy right. but when you know Liza sings back in business I'm like Dick Tracy is one of Sondheim's theater scores yes it is yeah. and when Karen Ziemba had sung sooner or later I'd been like it's a great song Yeah. but when yeah. Bernadette did it I was on yeah. my knees yeah. you yeah. know ready to take it right. and yeah. I, you know I've never been so not mad at a mixed voice yeah. yeah I'm mad that she's replaced it with Fever now yeah but on the other hand, because we have no leg to stand on to be mad when Bernadette changes a song. <laughs> you're right, yeah, you're right. But the, the problem is, like, she it's barely changed. It's the exact same, it's like the same song but less fun mm, yeah, to watch. Yeah, the same slot. Yeah, true. She, true she's that. literally just like, uh, I guess I did call it a new show. Uh-huh. I'll change sooner or later to Fever and... I'll wear a different dress. Yeah. <laughs> same, same lighting plot, though. Same lighting same plot. Lighting. <laughs> now, I mean, has anyone ever backphrased as much as she no, does? No. Honey. Queen of backphrasing. I can't even think of anyone else who does it Maybe got back a quarter of as much as she does. No. It's no. almost like, um, like, dare, to, like, I'm, I'm scared yeah. sometimes. Watching I'm like, it, I'm like, oh my god, oh my god, she's not going to be able to catch up. scared in a good way. Scared yeah, in a good, good way. You know she can't. Oh, yeah, yeah absolutely. I trust. Seat. I know that she's That's the other seat. thing I was wondering, like, how much of that is, like, we'll see when I feel like hitting the downbeat and when I don't, or how much of it is, like, here's the sheet music and here's the vocal line that Bernadette will be singing this evening. I think it's the first. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, it's almost like, like, um... It's almost like, like she's high. Or something. Yeah, it's like she's because very... Because she doesn't, um... She doesn't care. She's yeah. so, like, detached from show business. Yeah. What do you mean by that? Like, um, she's been doing it since she was four. It's not like... So she's not, like, even trying like a, to, like, prove anything. Yeah. She's not trying to prove anything, She's not trying sure. to prove anything. She's just like, oh, oh, this feels good. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll sing it up here today. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Like, she she fully has given herself permission to stop the show and, like, talk to individual audience members if yeah. she wants to. Like, in her mind, like, sure. 
It's funny yeah. to say that I remember when she was in The Goodbye Girl and then later when she was in Annie Get Your Gun and incidentally one was a couple years before this and one was just a couple years after this. Mm-hmm. People would talk a lot on like there was a news group <laughs> called rec.arts.theater.musicals. Wow. That it's sort of long before there was any Broadway world or anything, you know, mm-hmm. we, we would log in with our email addresses and we would mm-hmm. read the, you know, comments. Anyway, people were always talking about her doing that in those book shows where mm-hmm. she would literally like... Oh, really? Well, especially, I mean, the thing they most talked about it was with Martin Short in The Goodbye Girl in their mm-hmm. duets and mm-hmm. their scenes, and with Tom Wopat in Annie Get Your Gun, mm. and how it was very spontaneous, and there was a lot of, with it, with, when she was doing it in Annie Get Your Gun with Tom Wopat, it was, like, celebrated on Broadway as yeah. being, like, so spontaneous, so in the moment, and especially when they would do, like, an old-fashioned wedding, yeah. you know, or no, uh, the other one, um, yeah, old-fashioned wedding, that train you just stay on, but, uh... I can do anything better than you can, yeah. and like, we're sh- you know, what's the I can hold any note longer yeah. than you can, you know, and just the shenanigans, and the yeah, yeah, I think yeah. she would fall on the floor. I mm-hmm. might be conflating it with some of Patty's bullshit and Gypsy with Boyd, but like, but that <laughs> the whole thing was that Bernadette and Tom were so playful and so in the moment, you mm-hmm. know. Yes. And then whereas with the Goodbye Girl, it was a little more like she's bored or like um. she was sick and she was coughing, and then she would like be like. I'm sorry, you know, like, <laughs> but like, but but I think it. I yeah. think the reality was that a lot of time it was also her and Martin Short having fun in horse yeah, and yeah, 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 yeah. But um, um, and then okay, so after, oh, then she goes into the song and dance bit after. Was, or is Faith of Love? But no, you're right. Song and dance first. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then How's she does like, accent. Yeah, very cute. Full yeah. accent. And I also was thinking that we know Barbara Cook. Uh, would sing Vanilla Ice Cream from She Loves Me mm-hmm. for decades and decades and decades. She pantomimed writing, writing. the letter. Yeah. And Bernadette had the prop, which yeah. was, of course, then there were many more props later in the concert. But I was like, interesting that she's using the prop. I wasn't mad at it, but I just thought it was noticeable. She, she did that a lot. She still continues to do that. Like, when she does Gypsy, she changes shoes and puts on that um, cardigan over her Bob Mackie dress. Bizarre. Oh, yeah. interesting. I mean, you know, I don't know. I wasn't mad at it, but, but, I, but I didn't notice but it. But then, well, it's funny because that the thing that Otto played after the concert last night was that weird... Um, oh, yeah, like... What was that? Like, It was a long concert. sequence. Yeah, from that concert she did in the... Uh, I think it was very early 80s. Yeah. And I think it was in, Tor- in Toronto. And yeah. she has the blonde curl hair and she opens with the Golden Girls theme, although it was pre-Golden yeah, Golden Girls. Girls. Yeah. And um, I always had written that concert off because that opening number is so ho- horrible. Yeah. Awful. Ho- horrible ho- and awful. awful. But, um, <laughs> but there's great stuff in that concert. Like, she does only... Uh, well, she does only Wounded, I think. But she does... Um, other lady. Oh, yeah. With uh, talking about backphrasing, high belting, yeah. and just God, God, God. Um, yeah. Just for a second, going back to you saying that the 90s were her um, peak, peak, my friend of the pod, Wilson Shin, yes. uh, uh, great Bernadette fan, and uh, he always said to me that he felt like Sunday in the Park with George was the beginning of the new grown up Bernadette who mm. could do something like. You know, the way she puts so much feeling into her songs, for example, like Not a Day Goes By or whatever. Yeah. And that Bernadette back in the 70s was a fabulous musical comedy performer and variety show person, but didn't have that kind of emotion. But I questioned whether he was right. But when I was thinking about that, I was like, that would support your theory about the 90s being her peak. But I was like, I don't know if that, if I agree with that so much. And Other Lady would be an excellent example of where she was at least showing signs of that. Yeah, that's very true. But anyway, so I think it was from that concert. 
and it was like special material, like yeah. a fourteen minute medley of like songs from like old movie musicals. Yeah, and yeah. That I went. To it was that. some weird performance art piece that yeah, was bizarre. like it was very like Aaron Markey or like yeah. Jen Harris. It was, it was that. Yeah, you know, what? funny you say Jen Harris because I kept watching Bernadette. I'm thinking she looked like Jen. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I actually wanted to text Jen, because, like, good for Jen. But, um, (laughs) like, I'd never noticed it before, but there was something... Because at first I was like, who should you remind me of? Oh, it must be um, Christina Bianco. (laughs) Or, uh, no, the one that looks like her is Jennifer Simard. Mm. Um, I was thinking... uh, Who I still think... uh, Hello, Dolly. I'll never get over it. You know, I spent the whole time Hello, Dolly was on Broadway... And even after it closed, being obsessed with Taylor Trench as um, uh, uh, Barnaby. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, and I still am. But lately, the performance that I just keep wanting to Can't taste quit. out of my mouth again <laughs> is Jennifer Simard as... Uh, uh, Ernest, Money. Yeah. Ernestina, Ernestina Money. Money. Yeah. Anyway, that came on after. But, um, but that video, uh, it just... Like, she had so many wacky, like, props and costume bits. Yeah, like that banana skirt. Yeah, and, like, the, the little, like, fur muff. Yeah. And, like, the do. hat. And I hate that shit so much. And no, but I, I, it was, like, funny to me. I was like, oh, she's always done this. Like, yeah. there must be something in her head that's, like... This is the right her, way. Her, like... Show mom, totally like, mm. being like, we're gonna build this. Yes, the night before, we're gonna build yes. a costume for you. It was like when she yeah. was in acting class when yeah. she was like eleven yeah. and like doing like the most happy fella at city center. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, I don't I mean, know. Did I guess, she really do? Yeah. Well, oh, okay. I don't think she was eleven. I think yeah. she was eight or whatever. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. But she, um, the, you know, one of the kids. Yeah. Uh, obviously, but she, <laughs> but that that video that came on on YouTube after. Uh, the uh, the concert that we're talking about that special material medley it made me really appreciate Patty because I mean yeah. God knows Patty can't do a lot of the polished show business that Bernadette can do you know mm-hmm. but you know even when Patty does something like some of that lemouche shit you know we prick our fingers and mix our blood mm-hmm. like you know even when she didn't know what the fuck she was saying and you know just David Lewis Luke was giving her drugs and giving her banter you know it's still I'm never fucking bored. Right, right, you know, right, right. It always has, like, some kind of... Even if Patty doesn't realize it, it's somehow about, like, her father not loving her or something. Yeah, you know? yeah. Whereas, like, I don't know, some of that Bernadette shit, I'm like, this is about nothing. Oh, yeah, she's like... This is... It's work to her. She's clocking in, and she's like... Yeah. Oh, but, enjoy but it the while work I'm here. is to make it feel like it's about something for the audience, you know? And I... Anyway, it doesn't Yeah, matter. yeah, yeah. So, then, so, Unexpected Song. Which... Uh, did you yeah. ever sing this in a show as Bernadette? Unexpected Song? Yeah. No. No, but no. in a lot of things, you would do... Wearing the dress and the wig... Oh, the arms uh, You would do the arms. Yeah, 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 yeah. And sometimes you would do it not even to an actual song. Right, Like, right. I think... You would just do it <laughs> right. without even singing, right? Or like, to any song, yeah. Or yeah. Well, when, yeah. yeah. Well, when when we did that Joe's Pub show, you did it a little bit during the uh, worst pies. It, worst pies in London as Bernadette. Oh my God, it was so fucking good. hilarious. So good. But then also that crazy funny thing you did, um, where you sang with us and I fell down outside. Oh was, yeah, you yeah. Made that up, yeah. right? It's not a real song. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, it was well. That was like uh, our our Mikey Kushner friend of the yeah, pod. We were watching with him. We were like. The medley just kept going. Uh, oh, because the encore, she sings... Well, she sings I'll Be Seeing You, which seems pretty much like one and done, the encore. Yeah. There's really nowhere to go after I'll yeah. Be Seeing You. Liza knows that. <laughs> and um, then she still... Well, we pulled something... Marvin and I pulled something out of our book, and she sings um, The Way You Look Tonight. Yeah. Like, no, she sings My Romance. 
as a medley going to the way you look tonight. And I was just like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. How many songs are in this medley? And we started joking, like, what, uh, what other songs, what other songs are gonna be in it? You know, it's, <laughs> like, oh he God. was like, um, Itsy Bitsy Spider. Yeah. <laughs> but that, I felt that outside was very, the Itsy Bitsy yeah. Spider. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. Um, oh, my God. With I, the, and you did that with the arms. That's and then you, point. and then you said something like, uh, the next, she's Do like, we have any birthdays? <laughs> <laughs> I, like, woke up laughing about that. Um, that, that came from, like, a real place of, of, of pain for me because in the Luan tour, that's a staple every single show. Do we have any birthdays? Yeah. Oh. And she does oh. her happy birthday as Marilyn. And what's so fucking okay. crazy about these people is that... <laughs> so it's going to be in? Yeah. Okay. She says... She, so she does it, you know, and whatever. If, I mean, if you're a Countess Luann fan, even yeah. if you're not, yeah. like, she's... You, the song you're happy to hear is happy birthday. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's like perfect for her. Yeah. And, you know, and she knows it and they love it. But so I'm going in the Q&A around the audience, you know, so, and I always use it when I'm going to go up to the mezzanine mm-hmm. because I, uh, that gives me time to get up the stairs. So, you know, and what's your name, Don? You know, oh, you have a birthday here. What's your name? You know, Marjorie. Oh, okay, this is Marjorie. It's her birthday. So Lauren goes, happy birthday, Marjorie. I'm running with the, um, what do you call it? The jumbotron wow. guy following me up the stairs to the mezzanine so I can get to the next person. It works out perfectly. Yeah. Six or seven more people. I'll be like, do you have a question? Yeah, it's my birthday. Like, no. We, we don't want her to sing happy birthday seven times, you know? It's fucking annoying. Anyway, Bernadette does not do that, thank you. Uh, um, so she sings, oh, but Unexpected Song. I uh, I really enjoyed hearing her do it. And yeah. I, you know, I hate Angela Weber. I mean, I love Angela Weber and I hate Angela Weber. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Patty's like, well, he hates women because those yeah. Jeffs and G's and Navita. And I'm like, I don't know. I'm not mad at it. I'm glad he made Patty learn how to belt an ass. Yeah, right? yeah. You know? <laughs> but, like, Bernadette and, frankly, no one needs to sing a G at the end of Unexpected Song. No. Although she did it better last night watching her do it, I thought she sounded better than she does on the recording. Totally. I'm not... Yeah. It's no, But I don't think any person on earth right. can sing a G at the end of that song in a voice that feels consistent with the belt they've been in. Even if you had someone like Eden Espinoza or, like, one of these little, you know, bitches who, like, belt a Z, you know, know, be like, not only we are hearing... You know, I mean, I can't even approximate it in any key, but, you know, that wouldn't sound good, you know? Like, it should have been lowered to, like, some note that she... Like, I don't mean that note. I know you want the interval, but the song should just be lower enough... That she could do it in 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 the right voice. Wait, did Betty Buckley do it? Well, the le- yes, Betty replaced her on Broadway, and the legend, all the recordings of Betty. I mean, you know, obviously mm-hmm. Betty is a little more like pingy on the F sharps yeah. of like you know, and she doesn't. Or, you know, Bernadette back phrases and kind of sneaks by some of the higher notes yeah. in that score, particularly <laughs> in the unexpected song. Uh-huh. I mean, that's another one where she's a great example of saving up. I mean, you can hear... Yeah. Mm-hmm. She knows which notes she's going to give it to and which ones aren't worth the trouble. Mm-hmm. And I'm not mad at that. But, but you know, but Betty, especially in 1987, when she took over for Bernadette, yeah. there was no budgeting. You know, right. she had it all. But the bootlegs I've heard of Betty, she goes to the G in a head voice. Mm-hmm. In a head voice. But the legend is that her first preview, she belted it. You know, she was fresh on the heels of Mystery of Edwin Drood, where she sang that famous, what is it, an F, and, the, yeah. you know, the wall. Um, but, um... Wait, I love that that's a legend, that, like... 
Well, the legend is she belted the first preview and then they told her not to. <gasps> and I asked Did Richard ask J. Alexander her? about it because he is the was the stage manager of Song and Dance on Broadway. And of course, you know, because he's... Uh, Richard J. loves to talk about this shit when he's in the... It's the story he wants to tell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. you know, and I'm like... I have a question, blah, blah, blah. He was like, I don't know. I don't remember. You know? So, and then I asked Betty, and I think she was like, huh, maybe. I don't remember. <laughs> I'm like, this is literally the most important thing since Eve gave Adam the apple. Love of legend. <laughs> Whatever, you guys. But we're going to find somebody. Yeah. Somebody remembers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. If, if Andrew Gans is the one that told me the story. If and his diva talk is the real straight Yeah. Joke. If anyone out there knows, please write in. Yeah. Um... Okay, so the next song it's, it's, it's Faithless Love, right? Yeah, from All yeah, Your Baby. Faithless Love. Um, from her album All Your Baby Tonight. Which yeah. I love that album. I love that album. Yes. That song does does not belong in the concert. It does not belong in the concert. It and belongs I don't even love it in that album. And you dim the lights and you light a votive and you walk around your home and yeah. and you just feel yeah. like tonight is all about me and my space. And yeah. she's like that's what you want, yeah. you know. But like when you've just like heard it's a song, unexpected you would song, be you happy with that. on a, a, a Joni Mitchell playlist. Well, totally. you're talking to Miss Courtney Spark, '88, right <laughs> here. So. On that stage. <laughs> Sorry, '89, right? '89. Mm-hmm. Thank you, doll. Um, and then uh, time heals everything, mm-hmm. which this is the one I just wrote down. The ant was crawling across the screen, so I really didn't pay much attention oh, yeah. to her singing because there was the the bug on the the TV screen. I was pretty into it. I have to say, back in the '90s, mm-hmm. um, when like I like got the album and everything, and I think that sort of like narrative in my head all these years was that like, of course, Bernadette is the definitive, no question. But if I'm gonna listen to Time Heals Everything, I wanted Lorna. And not Lorna now, who, less, whatever. But, you know, Lorna then, when, you know, when Judy said she's got more talent than me and Liza mm-hmm. put together, mm-hmm. I was thinking she had the rest of us put together, but we knew we she had herself and Liza. <laughs> Nobody was like, Deanna Durbin, Joe. But like, um, you know, she was talking about vocally. And, you know, when Lorna, back in the 90s, and I'm sure the 80s, would mm-hmm. sing Time Heals Everything, you know, she goes, Time Heals Everything, Time heals! You know, it just, it's just right yeah. on tempo, and every single note is just bigger and better. You kind of want some, like, faggy piano bar behind her to go, up a third! And she's like, <laughs> okay, you know, and it wouldn't be a problem. You know, so I've always, my story in my head was like, you know, but for, like, pure goosebumps, <laughs> you go to Lorna's, you know? <laughs> but, like, but last night watching it, I was like, no, 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 no. When Bernadette does like the sec, because I was the first thing I thought in the first time through was she was like she was like time heals everything, time heals everything, but loving you, and I was like I don't remember anybody belting the law on the first chorus. I thought he's like time heals everything, time heals everything, but loving you mm-hmm. into the instrumental and then back. And I was like, what the fuck's going on? So I was like extra, like my little like uh, antenna. The antenna were like up, like she's mixing it up, you know? And then she gets to the second time through and like there was more voice mixing and mm-hmm. back phrasing and a little bit of weird shit. And I was like, she's, well, she's fuck. And actually I thought, I realized this from the beginning of the song, like when Betty sings Memory or Patty sings Don't Cry For Me, when Bernadette, and it's different with Bernadette because when Bernadette sings Move On or Children Will Listen or anything like that, and it's 
kinds of songs they are. Mm-hmm. She does them as Bernadette Peters singing yeah. to her fans in the concert. Yeah. This she inspirational is. anthem by Stephen Sondheim, who, did you know, I'm his favorite singer. <laughs> arguably definitive. <laughs> you know, so, um, arguably by most people. Now that Barbara Cook is dead. <laughs> yeah, and even kind of before, in a way. Yeah. You know, yeah, anyway, yeah. but... When she, but I was like, oh wow! When she does "Time Heals Everything," she goes into the scene. She plays Mabel, mm, yeah. And so that was really going on for me, and I was really taking the journey. And then even that last thing, and she's like, "Time heals everything," and she's like, "Time heals," and she did it. She mm. cut short the time and really landed hard and big on the mm-hmm. heels. The heels, and I on the heels, and um, I, uh, I don't know. I was just like. I've said it before, but I'll say it again. Fuck you, Lorna. Fuck you, Lorna. It won't be the last time we say it. Um, So then we go and talk about Boring, the next song, Raining on My Heart. Oh, Um, God! I loved that song when I... Like when I first heard the album, me too, and I was still just like, yeah, that's the best part. So here's an interesting question: when we say that we love Faithless Love on an album or songs like that, which are slow and boring in a concert, it makes total sense. It's not hard to understand why you don't want that in a concert, but you smoke your joint, you light the candles, you do your deal. It's nice in your house, right? So, but if it's weird to think that there's something that's not that. I mean, nobody's, mm-hmm. like, smoking a joint and, like, you know, getting romantic to, like, where is my wrinkles? You know? So, it's not that yourself. kind of music. Yes. But somehow, when it's on in my house, if I'm, like, vacuuming, I, yeah. I'm, like, all gay for her being, like, I'm, like, wait, this is the part where she goes, <laughs> but, like, in concert, I don't like that. Like, it's weird like that that's that home like thing. It? Hated it. Uh. And I don't want the fucking props and the umbrellas and the fucking chorus boys. And the only thing worse than the chorus boys is when she goes behind the piano to change raincoats and then they get a solo. And they're like, they're like, listen, I can sing it in my really beautiful voice. Where is my raincoat? I'm like, I do not care where your raincoat is. Where's Bernadette? (laughs) I mean, I was like, if if we want to talk about props, like... She, they could have really committed to the props and had like multicolored inner tubes. You know that photo of her with the inner tube and like the little like mm-hmm. suspenders and the sailor hat. I was like, why don't you commit to like this like really fun like colorful bubble? Oh yeah, bit? I'll listen. I'll give it this to Countess Luann. If you know, if we were gonna do a stupid umbrella number with chorus boys, the umbrellas would all be fucking sequins, yeah. mm-hmm. silver. They would, you know, each one would look like. Yeah, Ivanka Trump jerked off onto it. I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. it would not be like like this nonsense. I mean, I think they were like umbrellas from some like fancy famous yeah, five star hotel. But, black and but those raincoats coats. were straight up like men's warehouse, like fifty percent off. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, yeah, raincoats. yeah. So then she changes into it. It's weird. Okay, but then uh-huh. we're, she, she redeems herself because she redeems all of us. All of us. Yeah. And she redeems Luann, Lorna, Lorna, yeah, Joey, yeah, Joey, yeah. The, Joey. The closing uh, number for Act One, some ladies people. and gentlemen, some people. Are. <laughs> and this is what we need to get into um, because we were talking and we were saying Bernadette and Liza are both our favorite versions of this song. Yeah, but they're they're different. Yeah, and Cole, mm-hmm. you you said something that was brilliant, which was it's Liza's that is Liza's. Wait, what did I say? Oh, that it's like an, um, Liza's... Like a cartoon. Oh, Bernadette's the song, the Liza one is an animated feature. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bernadette, that's the definitive version of the song. Yeah, Liza's is, uh, Oscar-winning best animated feature. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 
Because it's a cartoon, what Liza does. She turns it into something completely yes. not what Stephen Sondheim had in mind. That's right. Yeah. Writing her own words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the crazy thing, though, is I'm so used to the Liza one, because it's it is my favorite... Oh, I love it. It's, it's my favorite yeah. in the sense that it's the one that I would most want to listen to. Yes. yes. So, therefore, it is the one I do most listen to. So, mm-hmm. therefore, it is it supplanted the real words to me. So, yeah. when yeah. Bernadette is singing it, and one thing I love about Bernadette's compared to, like, Angela and Ethel and Tyne and stuff is that it's some, I mean, it's not Li- it's not Liza's tempo. Yeah. But it, it's fast, you know? Well, because it's the act one closer, whereas in the show, it's the first song. Sure. And so you have I to still play. like it fast in the show. But, yeah. but, like, but I just still... Even at the fast tempo, I was missing, like, Papa, listen to me. Yeah. 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 And, um, yeah. but I do love it. And it's weird, because I really, I don't love Bernadette as Rose. Yeah. Um, I mean, it is hard for me to assess how I feel about that without thinking about Patty. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. like, I saw Bernadette's Gypsy run-through of Gypsy mm-hmm. on Broadway. And I went in very uh, angry and bitter that it wasn't Patty. Yeah. And I was sitting way up in the far back balcony, and I remember a feeling that I've had very few times in the theater of just, like, I was almost happy I was so far up. Yeah. It was just, I was watching a star just shine so bright. Mm -hmm. When she was hustling across the stage, Mm -hmm. anytime she walked on, I wanted to give her entrance applause in every scene, you know? Mm -hmm. It was the opposite of Laura Osnes in Greece. But (laughs) every time she came on in a different... You wanted Laura Osnes to give you applause every time she came on? No, every time she came on in a different costume, I was like, who's that girl? Yeah. (laughs) I will say, though, later on, she was my favorite vocal in the Barbara Cook Kennedy Center tribute. Sure. I'm not a hater, but anyway. uh, But... So I, I was dazzled by Bernadette's star star mm-hmm. quality in such a huge way. But it didn't... By the end of the performance, though, it didn't work for me, and I was back to just wishing it were Patty. Yeah. Um, and then I went to see it two more times because everyone just kept saying, well, she now she found the part. No, 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 no. When you went after she found the part, she had a cold. Now yeah, yeah. she's recovered from the cold. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. Now she had laryngitis. You know, yeah, it was yeah. never... Okay, and it was not... The problem wasn't the vocals anyway. Yeah. But, um... So why do I love her some people so... What works for me about her some people that I can't get satisfied in the rest of the show? I mean, I know... In, in, in the rest of her Gypsy? Yeah. Even because though her some like, people in Gypsy isn't as good as this anyway. No, but I, yeah. But I'm not... Her some it's people... It's because it's a concert version of some people where it's just very, like, showbiz and, like, yeah. this is the act one closer. Yeah, yeah. Whereas in this show, she's like... I have Rose's turn in two hours. I'm sort of resting up. So you're saying that she's the reason it's better in this is just because she's giving it more energy. Yeah, she's like she can be sexy and showbiz, and where like in the show she's like, I'm Madame Rose, yeah, the yeah. character. <laughs> yeah, look, a twain. <laughs> now, so do you think the sh- production? Did you like Bernadette and Gypsy? I didn't see Bernadette and Gypsy. Have you not watched like, like the bootleg or anything? Uh, Excuse Jeffrey, me, how old were you? Uh, I was in, um, I, 2003, I was 16, 17? Well, 16, yeah. So I was in Oregon. But um, I tried to watch a bootleg like two or three years ago with Jeffrey. And, um, Jeffrey Self, we Jeffrey, love you. And um, it was unwatchable. Oh. And I, the it was, bootleg video quality. It was part, it was like half the quality and half Bernadette, like... The video quality was so bad that it was hard to understand people, mm. but it was, like, 300 times harder. It was, right. Bernadette would walk on stage and be like, 
Yeah, and it was like, well, we can't understand. I don't know what's going on, and I'm very familiar with the show. I should know what's going on. So, okay, well, have you? Did you see her? Have you watched the video? Mm -mm. I mean, like, do we think her gypsy? Could she have done some people the way she does it in this concert? in the show, and would it have worked? That's the question. Um, I don't think that would work in the show. Gotcha. Because she seems like 30 in that concert, yes. doing that song. Yeah. She seems like a 30-year-old woman. Yeah, and looks 30. Yeah. yeah. And she's 50. Strutting she's across 50. the stage. Yeah. Um, anyway, well, uh, I just freaking love it. Uh, but Liza. I love Liza's, because she's like, you're like, she's, she wants that money for drugs. Yeah. You're like, don't give her 88 bucks. She's like money. a fucking crack addict. Yeah, like, totally. It's for, it's for June, Papa. <laughs> yeah. It's for the ads. It's for lousy bucks. You know what's bucks. funny? It's, I've never believed she actually wanted money. <laughs> <laughs> It's like that time. She's like, I just want to sing this song. That she's asking for an opportunity, but that time that I that I went to dinner with her, and she, uh, I think I've told the story on the pod, yeah. right? Yeah, when she said um, at certain, I mean, it was a big crowd of people, yeah, yeah, not yeah. big crowd, but you know, it's a table of like eleven or something, including mm-hmm. Lorna. But at a certain point, when the check came, she goes, oh, "I'm so embarrassed. Could I borrow some money from somebody?" And I think Lorna was like, "Ah, I have it, I have it," and paid the check. Yeah, but um. I, uh, obviously Liza knew that nobody expected her to, like, have money for the dinner. Right. She was just doing, like, the sort of, I mean, it's sort of sweet when you think about it in a way that Liza still, it's kind of that weird thing celebrities do when, like, they're like, even though they're so delusional and live on a bizarre planet that's not real at all, they still have these weird touchstones where they're like, well, I... I'm a star, but I want to be a normal, polite person. Yeah. yeah. What yeah, do normal yeah. people do? Well, if they yeah. don't have money, they ask to borrow it. Yeah. So, right. <laughs> so you know, so she said, and that is kind of the yeah. most attention I've ever paid to the actual 88 bucks in question in Liza, some people. <laughs> to me, what she's really been saying is like, like, Judy, let me, like, get an, introduce me to your agent, or like, mm. let me go audition for Summer Stock, or like, you know, um, no, she let me go into show business. Begging Vincent Minnelli yeah. for Coke money. <laughs> I agree. And also I love it how the specific choice of, like, you've lent more money to the guy next door on the track. It's like, it's not even you've given that money to the, or you've spent that money on the track. It's like yeah. you're, you've you, loaned you, that money to the guy next door. It's so specific. Yeah. It's like, there's so Too many there. steps. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's why great. not just say, you spent more than that down at the tracks? Yeah, exactly. Like that. Yo, that is insane. Is I mean, it's like, that's why I think it's very specific. <laughs> it's coming from, like, something You're so like, right. in her childhood. It's one thing to say, wait, now, Papa, listen to me, because that is filler. You yeah, know, that's yeah, yeah. just, that's the equivalent yeah. almost of stuttering and yeah. just saying the word twice to get back on the line of your train of thought, and the audience follows you, and it's fine. But that is absolutely... It's completely a backstory. It's actually yeah. so specific that it reminds me of it. It makes me wonder if it's that Fred Ebb thing of like making up the scene. Yeah. 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 So that like, you know, is that when she does, when the orchestra's going ba, 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 and yeah. you can't hear Liza because they turn off her mic, but she's like, she's like walking down stage and going, did you, okay, well, we'll get you there. You know, and yeah, she yeah. Don't oh, know she's what like she's, fake talking to, yeah. No, no she's no, not faking though. No, no, no. She's but, like, saying words. Yeah. She's got a, a thing that she's improv yeah. that's based on 
her set circumstances, yeah. mm-hmm. and I bet it has to do with yeah. the track. <laughs> the moment before, the moment before. Um, okay, <laughs> fabulous act. So, Burnett comes back in act two, hair up, new dress, yeah, and I think new lipstick. Yes, it brighter was, lipstick. No, it was like a coral in act mm. one. Yes, and then like a red, red reddish, yeah. more, sort of burgundyish yeah. in it's act better. two. It's better for her teeth too. Yeah. Um, Opening with Joanna, which, mm. I mean... Lesbian. Uh, yeah. yeah. Lesbian. And in, a, even, in the hottest way. But the even more way. than the hotness of it... Yeah. I... Love if you had asked me yesterday my first va- ver- favorite version of Joanna, I would have said, I need a minute to figure that out. Mm-hmm. But it will be one of the great men that sung it with the mm-hmm. best voice and the best et cetera, et cetera. And my second favorite version would be Bernadette. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But watching it last night, I was like, no, no, no. This is my first favorite version. Yeah. yeah. She sings it so be- mm. beautifully. is not a good enough word, although it is so fucking beautiful. Mm-hmm. But in addition to being beautiful, there's a thrillingness to it. Mm. You watch her choose, or not choose, but, you know, navigate the register breaks and the different I think that's of part of what makes her um, boring is par- also what makes her great is, like, she really, like, just daydreams. And mm. and just like follows her like mm. she's just sort of ethereal and like. But I didn't find it boring at all. There that etherealness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Word, but like when, when it works, the, yeah. I feel. Yeah. You know, and the higher the higher notes where it'd be real head voice. Yeah. I would just be like soaring with her. Yeah. Like I just felt like I was lifted off the ground and I wasn't yeah. released until she went to the next breath and into. But the when next she's line. like doing that and losing my mind and like. Playing with the well, vocals, and I that. despise it's like, her losing. My oh, me too. I think it's too. an insult to me when I watch it or listen to it. I feel like she was mad at it too. She's like, mm. I can't figure out this song. Let me slow it down. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I'll. Out. Maybe yeah. Maybe I'm getting tripped up with the words. Let me help it lose all meaning. <laughs> it's weird though, because it really it it plays to me. It gives me the experience in Joanna of genuine longing. Yes. Yeah, it, and it, it opens up my heart. It makes me feel all the longing I've ever felt, mm-hmm. and even a little bit of the pain of longing, mm-hmm. but not, not in a way where I spiral into like being depressed. You mm-hmm. know, like just the pain in a way that I see the beauty in it through mm-hmm. her yeah. eyes. You know, I mean that's why you know people call her like the premier interpreter of Sondheim, yeah. or whatever. And seeing something like this or the next song... Um, I just have to say passion. one more thing about that, that last note. I did not remember. If I had had to, like, describe that performance here, I probably could have got vocally, technically, basically right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I didn't remember that the last... Uh, in your yellow... Well, she's like, in your yellow hair... I did not mm-hmm. know that it belted at the end. Mm-hmm. And that was a nice little Dykes on Bikes button to it. <laughs> <laughs> But it's like, she takes these songs that you've heard before, and you think, you know, oh, this is a song, and it's and she usually, just like, drags this, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just drags it around behind her. Totally. Or, like, with Joanna, it's like, she takes it to a different level, and it's like, um, oh, wow, like, she is doing something with this song that, like, she normally... She puts it yes. in her vagina. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, <laughs> but it's not just... It's her vagina in terms of the intention and the feeling, <laughs> but it's also her showbiz know-how. It, she doesn't give that up some of the time. Like, mm-hmm. into the next song, like, Happiness from Passion, Yeah, her strolling around the stage mm. was so specific, mm-hmm. and, like, you know... The day in the park. I saw the park. Yeah, it was yeah. the fucking park, the Grand Serrat, you mm-hmm. know, the Grand Jatte. <laughs> and um, 
and, and, and you know, you think about passion and the song happiness in it, they're naked in bed, you know, mm-hmm. or like under a towel or whatever in bed, you know. But like, I loved it at being a strolling through the park. I mean, mm-hmm. it was almost like she was singing it as Dot about George when they first met and he yeah. hadn't fucked her yet, and so yeah. he was still being like a really romantic, nice guy. Mm-hmm. I, I was, it was so romantic and so happy yeah. and. It was everything, and I don't, honestly, I don't think anyone else, maybe Laura Osnes, I don't think anybody else could give me that kind of happy sheen of romantic beauty in such a Yeah, I can't think of anyone else that, like, I want to see play, like, a romantic role. Yeah. Mm. That I wouldn't be bored by. Yeah. And so girlish. Yeah, so so feminine. I mean, if she looked 30 when she's 50 in Act 1, she... In the song Happiness, I felt like she was 15. Yeah. Like, yeah. I wanted to, like, hold her hand and buy her an ice cream cone. Yeah. Very that. But I, if I were 15 also. And also gay. Mm-hmm. Not, not in a creepy way. Right. Um, yeah, the choices she makes in this act, all the song habits, like, again, there's songs I'm like, oh, yeah, I like that one. But now I'm like, Joanna, Happiness, and then next one, Hello, Little Girl. I'm like, oh, wow. Like She makes it, them all feel like one piece. Totally. Yes. It's yes. like a three-act yeah. Each one is a three-act play, and then put together, it's yeah. like a play cycle or something. Yeah. You know, when like, you listen to the album, and she starts out by saying, so, Steve... The second half the second of the show is for you. You really feel like, in real time, he's never heard her sing these songs, and you picture him crying uh, and mm-hmm. having this experience of it, and it's... Because she makes And sense. you're with him. Because you've you've never heard a woman sing Joanna, yeah, or a, or you've never heard or Hello Little or a solo version of Happiness, even yeah, you know, yeah, at that time anyway. And what I was impressed with watching the video was I took that journey all over again. Yeah, it felt yeah. like it was there was a story, not just in the literal narrative way, but like a story of her claiming these songs. Yeah, mm-hmm. and like the way she the order she puts them in, it's like. Joanna and Happiness, and then, like, Hello Little Girl is such a perfect B-side for that. Yeah. It's, like, yeah. the other perspective or whatever. Yeah. Um, and also, it's the first time anyone ever has sung Hello Little Girl. I just remember for years, I guess there's that interview that was included on the VHS, at least, of Into the Woods, mm-hmm. where it was Sondheim and Lapine doing some, like, talk back. Mm-hmm. And Sondheim talked about Hello Little, Hello, Little Girl, how his conception of that number was that it was like, Hello, Little Girl. And maybe yeah. it was just his New York accent and Jewishness or whatever. But it was very, like, guys and dolls, almost. Yeah. And, of course, Robert Westenberg is very, like, Wither away so hurriedly! You know? <laughs> I mean, not that that's even wrong, but that's yeah. the way he does it, you yeah. know? And Bernadette was pure Ozone Park, Hello, yeah. Little Girl. Yeah. Yeah. Makes it funny. Yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, God. I was so living for it. Yeah. Um, Into the Woods. So the next is the Prince part from Moments in the Woods. Yes. Mm-hmm. Also a so specific and brilliant choice. And so truthful. Did she choose these songs or did like Richard help her? Like, I'm out? sure they worked together, her and Richard and Marvin. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure some, I can imagine, we should ask Richard that. I can imagine some, I now I can hear him being like, I listened to the Bernadette episode. She's had me as the guest. Could have told you everything. I don't, I don't like when Cole does Bernadette. I don't get him. <laughs> Not that he's ever said that. But he would. <laughs> I love you, Richard. He won't listen to Um, but, uh, uh, so I'm sure there was some where he was like, no, and you and you know, and so you're singing it, and you know, so we bring down the cello player and you seduce him, and she was like, well, 
is his name Henrik? You know, or and I'm sure there were some where she was like, oh, I know, and then I do, you know, and yeah. blah, blah, blah. Um, so I don't know which one. Yeah, later, again, and I do love that song, but a, a choice I would never have guessed someone would sing at a concert. Um, and she doesn't get enough credit, I will say. You know, people talk about Bernadette's voice all oh, the time. Yes. With Here. only the most passing acknowledgement of her, like, legitimate soprano range. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and I'm the first one to bitch when Bernadette's not belting the way I need her to belt. I mean, I think her losing my mind is a travesty, and she should have been punished for it. <laughs> However, you know, when people talk about, like, the G at the end of Unexpected Song and Song and Dance, they act like Judy Kuhn or Betty Buckley or Patti Lapone would have belted that G. And frankly, they wouldn't have. That one legend decide any mm-hmm. of those people, you know, I mean, I've heard Patti, well, first of all, Patti probably would have just skipped it. You know, <laughs> Patti would have been yeah. like, the only way we are. Sight gag, takes a drink of water, makes a face like the emoji of like, <laughs> who, me? You know, like, I, you know, they weren't, nobody would have belted that note, you know? And, so, and then, and the fact is that Bernadette has a G eight shows a week. Mm-hmm. You know, even when she doesn't have the belted E, she mm-hmm. always has the fucking gorgeous head voice G. And here she is in later going like, for God's sake. They, and I know it's, it's like, not the boy's key, but we figured out it was an A flat. A flat. It's a fucking A flat. That's a goddamn soprano note. You know, you can count on your fingers the time Audrey McDonald or Kelly O'Hara has hit an A flat in their careers. I'm not saying yeah. they can't, and I'm not saying they can't do it better than Bernadette. But Bernadette's not Kelly O'Hara or Audrey. She's a fucking belter, yeah. a show business dancing whore. <laughs> and she's got an A flat without sweating it, and it's gorgeous. It's yeah. like operatic. It's, yeah. it's beautiful. And it's perfectly incorporated into the song. Yes. Um, the next, you could drive a person crazy, mm-hmm. um, which thumbs down. I love it on the um, the album, listening to it. Yes. but watching it, you see, you just see her struggling to keep and up. I don't like this song done so as a solo in general. Like, have you I, watched Barbara Cook's solo version lately? Not lately. It's nothing that you want it to be. It has none of the showbiz. You know, Dorothy Loudon's in a broke down uh, voice, and it's a yeah. medley with another song. Yeah. but it's the best version ever. You yeah, know? that's true. And I love you know, Do- and Bernadette's version. Uh, as much as I find it to be boring and about nothing, yeah. she knows just where to belt it and just where to be like, oh, I sing the Donna McKechnie part very well, you yeah. know? Yeah. But, you know, the Barbara... So, but the Barbara Cook one is... Um, gives you none of the show business you want. I feel like she purposely puts it in a key where it sounds worse or something, uh-huh. but it feels like it's, like, her talking to her therapist and having a great sense of humor. Yeah. But talking to her therapist <laughs> yeah. uh, or, her, you know, about the problematic relationship yeah. and it's thrilling and mm-hmm. captivating. And I just felt like the Bernadette one, like... What, al- what Where does Bur- uh, Barbara sing that? I don't remember album. if it's on this Sondheim album because I don't really like that album because I don't like Malcolm Getz being on it. Um, but uh, on the DVD, the video of the Sondheim show from the Kennedy Center, she does it, and it's phenomenal. Um, and I also really love the Elaine Stritch one from the Carlisle, although speaking of people that don't have the voice. Yeah. But that's the sign. <laughs> um, okay, we have to fast-track this because my computer's on 7%. Well, that's um, my final note. Well, I've already so talked shit about the, uh, the course. Yeah. So next is Not A Day Goes By, which, signature strong. Mm-hmm. But, um, we talk, we talk about this, the Not A Day Goes By spectrum. Because yes. there's, like, different versions that are... Some are better than others. And you said something that I think is true. This one is the best acting. 
Yeah. But not the best sounding. Well, I don't know. I started off thinking my favorite Not Day Goes By Bernadette is the Carnegie Hall, Sondheim Next Celebration at Carnegie Hall from 92. And uh, my least favorite is Sondheim, the birthday concert from 2011 or whatever. Yeah. And um, this one is like squarely in the middle. And then I was watching, and and needs to be also said, they're all almost exactly the same. So in fairness, I mean, she didn't lose much of what she had on that number. Mm -hmm. And it was still pretty great and still definitive. And I wish Patty never even tried to sing it, you know? Yeah. But, um, and I really don't want anybody else to sing it, although Liz Calloway, who I usually talk smack about a little bit, did really do a great job at the Merrily Reunion uh, concert. Yeah. Mm. But, um, don't get him started on Liz Calloway. Um, anyway, but, uh... I hate her. No, he loves her a lot. But, um, uh, so when, but then this started and I was like, oh, like, this is definitely the best acted not day goes by. And I was completely moved by the performance. Yeah. And then I kind of felt like, I need to go back and compare. I think this might actually just yeah. be the best Not Day Goes By. Yeah. yeah, I mean, this one's one she really has in the pocket. I mean, she yeah. really knows how to It's how just to perfect perform. in every way. Um, speaking of uh, songs that Patty did, next to her is Being Alive, which, mm-hmm. you know, we don't need to discuss, but it's not as good as Patty's. No, but when we watched the Hey Mr. Producer mm-hmm. from the same year as this, or the year actually, the year after is this, the year after of this, mm-hmm. um, um, when we watched the uh, Hey Mr. Producer and she did Being Alive, I was like, I mean, I still like Patty's better, but I was like, okay, I get this. This is actually really wonderful on its own terms. Mm-hmm. And last night I didn't feel that way as much, but I still thought, okay, this is like a thing. I mean, like I made a snotty joke at the beginning mm-hmm. where I was like, I feel like Bernadette's Being Alive is about Patty's Being Alive. Yeah. Like it's all like, so it's like, I'm keeping up with Lupin, trying to bounce like Lupin. You know? Although she doesn't, that the end, I do not she forget that. Being. Yeah, I'm just like lower it another step, but um, I mean Patty's certainly lowering it by mm-hmm. now, you know. But anyway, but I uh, but then I felt that was disrespectful, and what I actually felt like it was was a really fabulous, great version of the idea Barbara had with her shitty, useless being alive arrangement. Mm. The goddamn worst. Okay, so then uh, with a little bit to be sure of, which is one of my favorite Sondheim songs from Anyone Can Whistle. Yeah. Um, I don't really remember if I like Bernadette's or not. I just I like it better when she sings it with Scott Bakula on the concert event. Yeah, I mean, saw it bored me last night. Yeah, and then children will listen, which I always find boring. Yeah, me too. I liked when Barbara sang it in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually like when Barbara sings. You had a good comment of why that is. Well, yeah, it's already the mess. It's the song is so preachy already that oh, like, and Barbara's when so Barbara preachy. does it, yeah. it kind of fits. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> it makes the song sound better because you're like, you're like. Well, all of Barbara's songs are preachy. This is a great Sondheim one. Yeah. Like, but when you hear other people sing it, you're like, this is so preachy. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, then final... Uh, Barbara, or the scolding. Like, uh, careful, the thing, like... Yeah. Like, yeah, pointing yeah. a finger at you. Totally. Yeah. But, like, you deserve it. You're like, we should have voted for Al Gore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then... Okay, I'm going to say that. Okay, so then Children Will and then Move On is her final real song. Yes, yeah. it is. And that one she fucking kills. Yeah. Yes, she does. Yeah. It's, um, it's the perfect, I don't like that she takes those songs and makes them inspirational anthems, especially Children Will Listen. Yeah. But I like that she does it with Move On, and mm-hmm. I like that it's different, but also good from mm-hmm. what she does, because it's not Dot. It yeah. is Bernadette, and... And she just owns it, too, because it just feels like... It's amazing that it's this big schmaltzy showbiz. I mean, it reminds me of, let's like, Diana Ross bow music mm-hmm. when they're, you know, playing, like, um, 
like a slowed down brassy version of like um uh b- 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 touch me in the morning or like mm-hmm. you know and she's like thank you very much ladies and gentlemen you know and um uh and so this has that feeling in a way where she's like, you know, I children, my world was shaken, and the orchestra is like, ba. But you're like, you, know, she gets to. Yeah. This yeah. is hers. Yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah. The final, the final chord at the end of the song, at the end of the concert, the official concert, it's like dissonant or something. That the chord at the end of that that song, yeah. the song, it's just so like. <gasps> It just really reminds perfect. you that, like, uh, it's like what we were, we were listening to the Forbidden Broadway from 1996, uh, seven of uh, the Donna Murphy King and I revival. Yeah, yeah. And and he's like, you know what I do whenever I'm whatever I feel it's King and I I I sing I whistle. And he's like, Oh, Rogers and Hammerstein tune, mother? No, Louis. I whistle something much more complicated. I whistle a Stephen Sondheim tune. And I love that. And that's like, that's why Move On yeah. is the best inspirational anthem. Mm-hmm. Because it's not, it doesn't, when Sondheim does inspirational anthems, they don't gaslight you. Right. Yeah, it's right. not like, no, everything's going to be okay. The sun will come out. Yeah. It's yeah. like, yeah. Life is hard. Your feelings are real. Yeah. Here's the hope. Yeah. yeah. And so Bernadette's yeah, move on has that authority to it. And then that dark chord just makes you think like, yeah, like your feelings are real mm-hmm. and hope is real. And they go together. That's what life mm-hmm. is about. And you're like, <sighs> okay, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> you know? Perfect. Well, is that it? Um, do you want to promote anything, Cole? No. I mean, nobody who listens to our pod isn't already, like, aggressively uh, right. following you. I'll just leave with the funny story of um, our uh, beautiful friend, Matt. Uh, first time I met him, I uh, hooked up with him. And at the time, oh, he lived in Boston. Yes. And um, oh, yeah, was good. I was seeing him to the door in the morning, and I was sort of, like, um, fingering some, like, Patty Issues postcards, like, on the, <laughs> like, you know, counter. And I was like, so, like, you know, when do you think maybe you'll be back in New, New York again? Mm-hmm. And he was like, well, I'm definitely going to come to town to see that guy Cole Scola's show. <laughs> and you were like, uh, I'll get you a cab. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Don't let the door hit you or the good Lord split you. <laughs> exactly. Thank you. Well, thank you so much, Cole, for being here thank with us. Thank you for having me. Yeah, You're the you, best. And thank you, Bernadette. You know. And thank, thank you, Bernadette. Bernadette. Yeah. Keep smiling. Keep on smiling. Thanks for listening to Ben Rimmelauer's Broken Records on Broadway World. For more episodes, visit Broadway World, iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever podcasts do be. (laughs) And be sure to check out our new twice-weekly live stream. Available on the Broadway World Facebook page and the Broadway Podcast Network YouTube channel, Tuesdays and Thursdays at 10.30 a.m. This episode was edited by me, Daniel Nolan. Thanks to Emmy-winning composer and lyricist Lance Horn for the Broken Records theme song. Follow us both, Ben Rimmelauer and Daniel Nolan, on all y'all's socials. That's Ben Rimmelauer. B-E-N-R-I-M-A-L-O-W-E-R. And that's Nolan with an E, not Nolan with an A. Because Nolan with an A, isn't it? Have you ever wondered how your favorite performer actually feels? Well, here's your chance. Welcome to The Quiet Part Out Loud with me, Bobby Steggert, Broadway actor and now a therapist to a whole host of Broadway creatives. Part interview, part therapy, this is not your typical podcast. We'll go right to the heart of things with some of your favorite artists. 
what they still struggle with, what lessons they've learned, what they haven't figured out yet. There's enormous power in saying the quiet part out loud. Are you listening? Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.